Welcome to Overthinking Episode 8, where we take fun, interesting ideas, overanalyze them, and run them to their logical conclusions. On the name of exploration, education, and most importantly, entertainment. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we don't claim to be experts in any of the topics discussed here today. We simply find these ideas interesting as we hash them out in real time. Get ready to join us for an exciting, fun, and crazy ride to nowhere. This week, we are posted up in your bathroom. So give us a minute. This show usually runs for an hour and a half. We're going to need that time, all right? Just chill out. So any echo you hear, that's what it's from. It's from us recording in your bathroom. Notoriously the best place to record a podcast. It's really good for the audio, the acoustics. Like, Of course. You you know this because you sing in the shower and you're like, oh, I sound better in the shower. Yeah. So whole whole idea. I had a, a, a person I was helping coach do a podcast. And I'm like, can I do a podcast in my shower? Because I have all like the thoughts right, going through my head at that time. I'm like, like uh, that is an audio. That is, a, that is an equipment. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> trying to get <laughs> all your equipment waterproofed. I was like, no. I mean, GoPro did it. That's true. But a mic? Yes. As far as I, I don't know of any... Like podcasting mics that are waterproof or good mics, I should say. I I mean, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, so maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's not. I can't. I didn't. See that's that. why I the water's not running right now. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't know that that was your intro. I didn't read it uh, beforehand. <laughs> uh, but uh, David, uh, before we get started, what what's you drinking today? I'm drinking an Arnold Palmer, so half and half yep. iced tea and lemonade. I've told you my Ar- Arnold Palmer Brand story, right? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I just, when I worked in, when I worked in the restaurant, um, this one He's lady, lying. He never worked in a restaurant. I did for a whole three months uh, before I quit. And uh, this one lady asked for Arnold, pa- Arnold Palmer, and I couldn't say it. And she made, and she was yelling, like, every time I passed, she'd go, Arnold Palmer. And she'd, like, make fun of me that I was, like, walking past. It was really weird. And then one guy, who doesn't look anything like me, but he was, like, fairly dark. Uh, and he walked, he walked past, and she yelled it out to him. And he went back and said, dude, the weirdest thing just happened. This lady just yelled out Arnold Palmer to me. <laughs> so that's my Arnold. So is that, was that your shortest job? Um, yeah. Yeah, three months. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, technically, I was a contractor for a month, but I was an employee. Like, I was, I was supposed to be an employee after the contract was up. So, I mean, if you're like a subcontractor, though, that's like freelancing. That's like I was technically, right? I was, I was hired. I was hired by a company, um, but we were doing a three month probation before I was made a full time employee. So, and that, you made it in a month. Yeah, I made it a month. Okay. That's that's the terrible. Remember the the Russian story. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was awful. But no, one month, three months, and then the next one I think was like a six months, and then two years, and those have been well, all of my I jobs. I still got you beat. Yeah. Shortest job was two weeks. Really? Where? Yep. I had a car dealership. I thought you lasted way longer than that. Is that a different car car dealership? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I did tent shows until they lost their contract with their car provider. Then I moved to a dealership, and after two weeks, I was done. Yeah. Yeah, that's why when you told me the other day, you were all like, maybe you could just go back to one of those sales jobs. The only one I would go back to is gone. (laughs) And I would not go back to an actual brick and mortar dealership. No. No. I think it'd be fun for me for a day or two. 
And then I've been invited for like when different dealerships do like super sales. I've been invited to just do the sale with them. Oh yeah, I do that. That'd be. I I haven't. I turned them down. No. No. Extra money. But anyway, I'm actually finally. I'm drinking a little spot of white wine. Um, This is probably the worst wine I've ever had in my life. I like how egotistical you are. Like no one even asked, dude. You weren't going to ask. I was trying. I was waiting for you. I was I was waiting for you to yes and me and you just didn't. So, I mean, if you look back, the, like I've not mentioned what I was drinking at least twice now because no one ever asked me. But you weren't drinking anything. I knew that beforehand. You were drinking water. Hey. Mm. Anyway, it is the worst wine I've. I don't drink water, so I was never drinking water on you this don't show. Drink water? <laughs> no. Dude, you need to get that checked out. Um, but anyway, it's, it has notes of pure acid. Like that's the note, maybe a little honey, a little apple in there, like very acidic apple. Oh, it's not, it's not good. Um, but (laughs) moving on. Welcome to overthinking where we torture ourselves by drinking gross wines. (laughs) That would be an interesting show. Why don't we do that, Devin? That would have been fun. Every single <laughs> Instead, episode we have, we have, have, we have philosophy every week. <laughs> well, I mean, we we can do whatever we want with this. That's Luke. True. It's we, our show. It is. It is true. We can overthink where the way the what wines are. You know. Yeah. Overthinking yeah. applies to everything. Okay, yeah. so now I you're mean, listening to the if wine. If we ever get listener comments that say, "I want to hear a show about this," we'll do it. Exactly. Because yeah. we can overthink pretty much anything, and we can relate anything to the bigger things in life. Try me. Uh, but uh, yeah, send yeah, send in your comments to overthinkingpodcastshow at gmail.com. Stump me. Come on, try it. I can relate anything to something bigger in life. Just watch. Um, let's move in. Let's move into what the show is all about. Let's explore some things and let's warm up our brains a little bit with some secrets uncovered. I like that you made a sound effect, but you still always do a sound effect. I can't not. It just it's so much fun. The reason, so here's the thing. I came up with Secrets Uncovered, right? And I was like, immediately, I was like, Secrets Uncovered. Like, that's what I hear in my mind every time I see the words, I say it. I hear always do the bum bum. And I can't not. It's just become a thing. So deal with it. And I might just cut it out of the episode anyway. So now we're just talking about nothing. Um, I mean, you always say that, but you never cut anything. You're a really lazy editor. Final scene, let you do the editing. I was listening to episode three today, and I'll just tell you that you said you were going to cut some of the stuff I set out, but it's on episode three. <laughs> stuff that I was jokingly saying I was going to cut out? Yeah, but you were mad about it. <laughs> well, it's out in the ether now. What are we going to do about it? Um, Devin. Devin. Yo. That's the right. Let's rescue this seeking ship. Um, do you have Do you have a secret uncovered today? I mean, kind of. Um. This last week, I uh, I finished up one of my jobs. I gave them a two-week notice two weeks ago. So, oh, uh, congratulations. Yesterday was my last day with them. Thank you. Tiny clap. Because um, I, I got a different, better job. So, there. Um, you had a better jobs. Yeah. But uh, I was talking with a student, um, SAT prep. Okay. And a big part of the SAT, like a third of the SAT is like statistics now. Mm-hmm. And most students never take statistics. So 
I'm uh, I'm literally just going through this textbook with them and I'm explaining to them. And the textbook uses the word because of its inductive nature. Interesting. Which is awesome. Okay. Because I always, when I explain like deductive versus inductive thought, right. I always use statistics as my example. Yeah. And this textbook like defined statistics as inductive. inductive. And I was like, yay. Like huh. no one's ever validated that for me. <laughs> That's not my secret uncovered. It led to it. Okay. Um. So I started actually talking with the student about different types of logical reasoning mm -hmm. um, that we talked about on episode three, mm -hmm. um, like inductive, deductive, abductive reasonings, right? And as I was explaining to them, I realized, just like light bulb moment, um, and then I went back and I'm correct, that uh, when we had Dean on and I said that uh, oh, yeah. I would argue that like science can, can never arrive at truth. I think is the way I said it. You said that? Well, he said that. No, I said that. Oh, you said that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you asked me why. Mm -hmm. And I gave a bunch of examples of things that science can never confirm. Yeah. And just in our back and forth, I totally missed, like just forgot and didn't say it, like my actual, like why science is incapable of arriving at truth. Okay. And it's because the scientific method by nature is abductive. And only deductive reasoning can arrive at truths. Oh, I see. What, okay, that clarifies a lot of what you me meant then. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Um, that's actually a really, that's a really good thing to say. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, great, great. So, and by the way, the episode I'm referring to at time of this recording Bye. hasn't aired. So, I'm not doing any, like, um, like damage control here. Like, yeah. nobody knows about this except Luke and I at this and point. Like, yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, yeah, it hasn't aired yet. Um, but yeah, that that makes so, that makes a lot more sense. And I forget like what you said. That episode went by so fast, and my mind is so small. Like I, it, it, it just everything about that episode is mostly blank. Um, but uh, except for like the 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 thrill I got from it, I don't know why. I just like it was like it was thrilling. You're like I don't know what just happened, but that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, what, what people people don't remember what you say; they remember how you made them feel. Boom. Um, yeah, that's a good, great, secret uncovered. That's nice. That's a really good one. Um, mine pales in, in comparison. Um, As usual. But <laughs> it came from a talk I had um, with a mutual friend of ours. Um, of ours? Of ours. You know, my, oh, okay. Michael, I got you. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about doing things, right? We are talking about productivity and whatnot. And you mean productivity? And he said, <laughs> so we were talking about this, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why are we talking about all the things we can do? I'm like, who cares about all the things we can do? The only thing that matters is the most important thing. After that, everything else is secondary, right? And so in thinking about the day, so we were talking about like how to structure the day. We're like, wait a minute. Like, let's just talk about, let's change the conversation, the mentality, and let's just change this to the most important thing possible. So now when I look at my day, instead of thinking about all the things I can do, I'm like, oh, this is the most important thing. Cool. I'm going to do this. And everything else, I'm like, this will happen later. Um, and part of that is the, the ability I have because I am semi-self-employed-ish, um, you know, um, is that I can choose what I do uh, uh, first on a given day. But I found that to be a lot helpful with stress, which like thinking about just being overwhelmed with things I could do for my own good and the good of my business and my and my success 
And so that's the way I've kind of been framing my mindset right now is the most important thing. That's kind of like similar to the like highest leverage moves philosophy. Yeah, is for... that I knew there's there's names for this, and I've heard names yeah. for this. Um, I couldn't remember. I was just like the most important action. That's MIA. I was like, I oh, mean, that's not a good acronym. Um, the uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, no, so the the ones that I've always heard from mainly the same people, like two different, very very similar philosophies, mm-hmm. but there are they're like in the entrepreneur startup space that like they're mentioned all the time and one is highest leverage moves yeah and then the other one is like fastest path to the cash yeah fastest path to cash yeah so that that we've talked that we've talked about a lot not on the podcast yeah and like those two philosophies are very closely interwoven uh but like startup it might it doesn't matter that it's not scalable it doesn't matter that you're not going to be doing it forever it doesn't matter that it's not even actually your business right it matters that it's making you money right now exactly right and then in the business and later stages and always forever Highest leverage moves. Yeah. What we should do first should be what makes the biggest impact. And when we get better, we're getting to the lesser things anyway because we've already optimized everything else. Exactly. It's kind of like on a landing page. You should never start with the button of – with the color of the button. Yeah. But if you've literally optimized everything else, now Mm. you do the color of the button. Exactly. (laughs) And who is – there was a – do we listen to that same podcast then? I think we listen to the same because we – I think we discussed this years ago. Like around when our relationship was beginning, um, it, I, I remember talking about this and I just, yeah. So anyway, so that's my, that's my, my thought for this week is, um, if you're trying to get things done, then just focus on the best thing and then ignore everything else for right now. And then only think about that after you're done doing the best thing. Yeah. The highest, leverage, good. Highest, highest leverage moves. HLM. That, that's an acronym we can get behind. I like that. HLM. Dude, yeah. what's your HLM you for could try to post on that. Right? I, I might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll steal that first. You write I mean, the first. maybe we could just co-write a post and then oh. we don't have to be competitive. I like being competitive, though. Yeah. Then I'll write a better post than you and you'll feel bad. Like, yeah, what do you right. want to do here? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll write a better post than you any day. Um, I say, knowing you're probably way better of a writer than me. Um I don't know. I don't like I surpri- writing. I'll make a video. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, I, I speak better too. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's that's our our warm up for today. Um, getting into things, Devin. We didn't discuss um, who's going first today. So um, you're going first. I was gonna flip a. I was gonna do a whole thing around flipping a, oh, okay. flipping a coin. Flip, flip a coin. I mean, that's your phone, not a coin. But if you want to throw it in the air, do it. Call. Heads. Basic. Uh, <laughs> there's two options luke they're both basic flip a coin let's see what happens it's not gonna work it's heads woohoo i i wanted the the thing this the volume was all the way down because we're recording um but it's heads it said heads yay um that means i go first i guess <laughs> yes you, you, you okay so my this topic Continues to befuddle me. Befuddle. That's befundle. a good word. It is. Is it a real word? I think it's befuddle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> befuddle is a real one. I just like befuddle. It sounds better. Um, it sounds like trundle, um, which is also a great word. Um, so this idea was, I, I came across this um, just accidentally on YouTube one day. And the title was The Hill with Two Kings or something like that, right? Or The Hills with Two Kings, okay. right? 
And it started off this video with saying this is something that's commonly used in IT and tech and like in everything that has to do with information technology, right? Um, and I was like, what? A, a thought experiment has something to do with modern technology? I was like, that must be interesting, right? And so the story, the thought experiment goes like this. You have um, a castle in the middle of these two hills, right? And there's these two armies, which they know that these two kings, right? The hill with two, the hills of two kings. There's these two kings on each of the surrounding hills um, across from each other. And they know that they, bo they both can take the castle if they run together, but they won't be able to defeat the castle or invade if they go separately. So they have to come to agreement on when to invade. The problem is, so one sends a messenger. To, the first one sends a messenger to the second one saying, we're going to invade at 6, 6 a.m., right? Or sunrise, let's say. The first king doesn't know that the second king knows when they're invading. So he's like, we can't invade because we don't know if he knows. Then, so the only way to know, right, is if the, if the second king sends a messenger back and says, okay, I got it, we're invading at, at sunrise. The problem is... The second king doesn't know that the first king knows when he, that he knows. And so this extends indefinitely because you can never know that the other person has the information. Um, so, um, yeah, because then the third king has to send, I mean, the first king has to send back the messenger saying, oh, we understand, we heard you. But then the first one has to send another one to, to say that, oh, no, we understood, we heard you, we heard your message. So the principle in this um, I think it was Postmates as an example of how this fails and how this plays in. Um, they had a malfunction or as Grubhub or one of those meal delivery apps um, where there was a mass um, like breakdown where there's a ton of orders, but they never actually got logged. It, they took the money, they processed the order, but it never went through um, to the actual restaurant to get the food delivered. And that was a breakdown in that kind of communication because um, it wasn't sent back and forth. And um, am I explaining? Is this making sense? Tell me. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting no facial cues from you. <laughs> <laughs> you never will. So this, that was a real world example of, of how that such, like, such, such a, a weird thing you never thought of caused a mass breakdown in a, in a popular app. Um, mm -hmm. And that yeah, I mean, the thought is very similar to like you see it on like um, sitcoms all the time of they don't know. We know they know we know. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And so honestly, and so I think all this constantly um, when I message you, let's say and say, you know, we're good. I'm just like, how do I know we get that? I don't know. Does he know? And then you said it to me. You don't know that I have it. Like I, I, I run this in my mind all the time, and it's not healthy. Um, <laughs> so I have a, I have, I have a solution for right. the kings, and I have a solution for you. Okay. For the kings, they should just go talk to each other um, <laughs> instead of sending messengers. Right. Uh, for you. Two generals. Sorry. Talk to me over. That's what it's Fine. called. Yeah. Then the generals should go. Talk no, no, to no I'm sorry, sorry. I'm saying the the actual I I miss I misread is is the real generals or the two armies. Uh, yeah. So, for you, um, Facebook Messenger me because then it tells you red. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's and, but and that's and that's a it, but wait, where was I going with this? Darn it! My mind is not. I was working great all day, and then as soon as we start recording, I might can't speak words. Um, words are hard. That's why I took math. So you know, that's one of my least favorite phrases in the entire world. Not the it's not mine. the math part. Not the math part. <laughs> People say words are hard. That's why I very rarely will I will I say anything about my words. I think I do all the time on this podcast. What I've, am I talking about? I don't feel like I've ever heard anybody say that. Words are hard? Yeah, this is a very me No, everyone says life. words are hard. And that's a, that's a very I hear that all the time from everyone. And huh. and I hear that the problem is why I hate it is you'll see that when they like miss a word like when they say like something act like small accidentally. They're like, "Oh, words are hard." I'm like, "No, you just you just like said a little thing, mistake. Like you're you're moving on. You've everyone has moved on, and now you're bringing us back to a tiny little mistake you made because you're too insecure to handle you making a mistake. That's why that bugs me, and that's why huh. when I when when I catch myself saying it, I get upset. I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> except that my mind is actually slow. Which oh, okay, tangents in my mind, but yeah. So it's a, it's a really interesting problem and. Now that I say it, do you think that not do you think you'll think about this when you're texting or no? Is it just me? Is this a me thing? I mean, actually, um your topic is annoyingly similar to mine anyway. Um, <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but like like annoyingly similar to mine. Um Oh, cuz you you're oh, cuz that's right. I didn't even think about cuz you told me what your topic generalized what your topic is going to be. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. And mine's actually because of something that I said on a past episode of ours of this show. Uh, like I've written, I've written blog posts about this. Um, oh, you so have. I don't think it is something I'll think about. And my overarching narrative of my topic today is probably my answer as to why not. Well, do you want to just blend <laughs> our topics together then? Sure. Do a podcast first. <gasps> what? Oh, <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, is it though? Because. We, go, we go seem along like we with it. Up our yes and me. Every Devin, come on. You got to yes and me once. <laughs> I don't, though. Like, I understand I know that, you that don't. would be improv. I understand that would be proper improv, but this is improv. It would be proper improv. This, this is me just smacking you down and then you like laughing. Like, that's the purpose of the show. No. The purpose of the show is to figure everything out. My bad. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love that you know exactly what you should be doing to make a to, to make a proper podcast that you just doubt. No, you just doubt. You're like, no, I'm sorry. I, mean, I respect I mean, that. I can respect that. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I do all the time. It's like, oh, that's I mean, you right say proper think. podcast. You really just mean like an entertaining one. Yeah, yeah, but like not though, because like the the issue in improv where the yes and comes from. Is if you don't do that, then you can stump your your friend, exactly. and then they don't know what. And that's not necessarily not entertaining. It's not conducive to the sketch. It's not. Con- yeah. Okay. Fine. I guess. And and very. <laughs> I've seen many situations where it's yes. It's it's no and, um, or just a plain no, and it is funny. The problem is that you do that too much, and it's just it's just like come on. That I mean, me just up. start saying you things know. that are right, and it, I won't do it. Okay. Okay. I see. I see okay. where this is going. I see yeah. this is going. We're gonna take a break. And, no, I'm <laughs> this is the last episode now. <laughs> episode seven. We made it this far. It's seven hey, weeks. Hey, this is this is episode eight, bro. Is it episode eight? Oh yeah. We, see there, I did it again. 
Like okay. smacking down then false statements. Fine, fine. That was demonstrate. There's a difference between something that's demonstrably false, and there's something that's just, mm, you know, all because I can accept. I'm like, okay, I'm wrong about a number. A number is right. A number is real, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, let's merge our topics. Podcast first. <laughs> okay, Devin, why don't you take what I've said and uh, yes and me with your topic? Ooh. All right. Um. So, I've written on like years ago, on the communication arc, which is just an outline of how we talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um. But like fundamentally, what's happening? Uh. It also scales to any platform, any form of interaction between two intelligent beings. Yeah. Um. So, it it holds when like TV, radio, texting, face to face, video calls, like training an animal. It always holds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the communication arc, it, it fundamentally is comprised of six components. I have a thought. Okay. That's the first one. And I want to relay this thought to somebody else. Okay. Yep. So my thought is step one, mm-hmm. first component. In order for me to deliver that thought to you, I have to encode it into something meaningful, which we would call language. Right. And then I have to transmit it to you. Mm-hmm. Through some medium, such as speech. Right. You have to receive that by hearing it, mm-hmm. then decode it into yep. what you would think that it means so that you can contemplate it and interpret it. Yep. Contemplate your contemplation of the thought would be the sixth step. Yep. Once you have decoded that, there is absolutely no way for you and me to know if you're contemplating the same thought that I delivered. Right. The the steps of encoding, transmitting, receiving, and decoding will affect the thought mm-hmm. they, they will change it um the ideal is that it changes it minimally right and you still are think but we there's no way around the reality that it will change mm-hmm. um that's that's actually what i just outlined is the reason behind like the distinction between intent and impact right like, exactly if yeah. i could transmit my intent then the impact would equal it every time yeah. um but we can't do that or, and then yeah the issue with language, the way that we choose to encode any thought, is it's a series of agreed upon sounds with agreed upon meanings. Right. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Right? We don't think of words the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example that I used in my post that I wrote up that I just read this morning to remind myself mm-hmm. was um, I don't use the word uh, beauty this way that most people use the word beauty. In context, like if I see somebody who most people would say is beautiful, yeah. I won't. Um, really what do you i could so i would like concur that like that person is pretty but to me beauty beautiful as a term is stronger than physical attractiveness exactly so i couldn't say someone is beautiful without knowing their heart yeah well Um, i agree and so that's just like a way that i use a word in that's differently than how most people might use the word Mm -hmm. which means when i use the word you're not probably gonna get the same meaning that i had yeah right um and that's just outlining like the issues with communication and the big point that i had in the post that i bring up whenever i bring up the communication arc is the thought that i had is internal it's mine Mm -hmm. the contemplation that you have at the end of the arc is internal and yours yes Everything else, the encoding, transmitting, receiving, and decoding Mm -hmm. is external. It's not in either of our controls. 
And it's also the part Interesting. Right. where things get misunderstood. Right. So miscommunication happens from things that are not in either party's control. I yeah, kind of. I so think, well, okay. So here's the thing. I think part of the decoding though has to do with experiences. So in a sense, you could say that it's out of our control in that we can't take back experiences or just change our experiences with words or with the meanings of words. Um, but it's in our control. I could say in the fact that we can make new experiences that change the words in the future. Okay. So how does that help us in this conversation? I don't know. Um, okay. wait, like, yeah. it, so wait, but no, wait, you're saying, sorry, I, I was being facetious, um, which is one of my favorite <laughs> words ever. Cause it describes me. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I was, I would say it affects the conversation in that defining it as something external out of our control. I wouldn't say is necessarily true. No, I mean, your example doesn't affect a real-time conversation oh right sorry yeah okay that's what I, yeah okay i think you meant so, yeah 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 yes yes yeah so in a real-time conversation your decoding of my information true actually not even my information anymore yeah is something that isn't going to be affected in this true yes right yeah so effectively outside of our control yeah for this convert yeah for an, yeah right um so where miscommunication happens isn't in my intent, and it isn't in its impact. Mm -hmm. It's in external factors of the way that information is relayed, which means if there is a misunderstanding, inherently, it's neither party's fault. So nobody can take blame for a misunderstanding. I guess... If, yeah, hmm? I guess so. Um, okay. I think the... Again, right? Well, we're talking about the word fault. We're having a real-time conversation. What does that mean? Um, to me, fault means that you're responsible. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with many words, it's it's understood. Like you, A person should understand that they could be interpreted in many ways. For example, like a, a comedian is telling a joke. There's nothing wrong. I wouldn't say there's no, there's no at fault with many comedians who make darker jokes or you know quote unquote offensive you know jokes, um, but there are certain ways you can limit um, the impact and you can and you can make sure that um, certain words that you know are taken in many ways. I think it's part of your responsibility. Well, it depends at, if you're if you're it's part of your responsibility. To recognize there are words that are commonly taken the wrong way, and to and to use and to either use different words or use the word um, in a better sense, right? So you would argue that something that you already admitted is outside of control. My control is my fault if I sent the message. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that the 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 part that is out of let's say out of the control. Um, is is not that's I I would say that that can be mitigated the part that's that I want to say it's fully out of our control because that encoding and decoding can be mitigated and helped along by the information you provide. So if if so if I say 
um, let's say I say, oh, wow, you're, you're dumb, Devin. And like, that's, that's the message, right? Of course I could, I could mitigate that, right? That, because I, I recognize, oh, that's a word that's going to be taken in a, in a, like in a hurtful way. Right. So I could mitigate that with like, if I'm texting, I'm like, lol, or I can laugh or I don't know, you know, something like that to where I can add new information that you then can, then then can be decoded and encoded or encoded and decoded. To okay, so uh, again, you're extracting your thoughts outside of the idea of a single conversation. Because you're talking about learning to encode things differently based on reactions. Sure, I guess, because that's the world we live in, is that we always have information to to use for, so, for a conversation. Or- so relaying back to the idea of a single conversation where a misunderstanding has happened. Okay. Sure, outside, outside in a theoretical world, outside of past experiences. No, I mean, take all the past experiences you already have. They led to this conversation, Mm -hmm. and in this conversation, there was a misunderstanding. Okay. Okay. You're not going to learn from that misunderstanding and fix it for next time until next time. Right. Okay. I I understand where you're coming from a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So, I encoded it, sent it to you. Right. You decoded it. Got a different impact than my intent. Right. Oh, and- the issue is in translation. Literally, right. it's like that's where the idea of lost in translation comes from. Right. And that's outside of either party's control. I agree. Yeah. Therefore, neither party is at fault. Yes. Okay. In that case, right. yeah, I agree. Yes. So I go on to express in the article, and actually, after reading it today, I, like I fully agree with every thought I had <laughs> years ago, which is so rare when I read yeah, no, stuff. Right. Um, There's so much but, stuff from uh, years ago that I'm just cringe at. I'm like, I yeah, said that. And I'm actually proud of this one, <laughs> so that's rare. Um, I go on to point out that if a misunderstanding is recognized, then it is both parties' responsibility to resolve it. Yes. Right. So, and I, I, have, to, I have to word it that way because misunderstandings can occur with neither party recognizing it. Yes. Yeah. I can say something and you think you know what I meant and I think you knew what I meant. Yeah, when you go your separate right. ways and Exactly. But when they are recognized, then to do nothing about them would be negligence. Yes. Right? Yes. Um so and then I think part of the doing something about it is what you were talking about with like making sure that in the future I encode this thought differently. Exactly. Right. And then that's like uh minimizing misunderstandings in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I just outlined it, and like I have a, and I'll send you the graphic that I made years oh, cool. ago because I it's can good put enough. it up. Yeah, but it's um like this wasn't my idea initially. A version of it was shared with me when I was in college mm-hmm. that I could not find anywhere after the fact, after the conversation ended. Like I can't find it anywhere, mm-hmm. and so. Mm-hmm. That's what prompted me in writing the post in the first place was that the information wasn't out there. Um, okay. I think the information is out there in a very different format in computer sciences, which I learned later in my college career. Which is what I was talking about. Exactly. Because uh, the same ideas that I'm talking about, like even the word choice that I use <laughs> is the word choice. Take away intent and impact. Right. But encoding, transmitting, receiving, and decoding. Yeah, that's literally computers. That's yeah. how machines interact. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally how they how every single piece of machinery interacts. 
is through that. It's process. how communication is transmitted. Yeah, it's it's how information is transmitted. My bad. What did you Which say? Is I said communication oh, the first time. I heard inf- I heard information. <laughs> so you could have just continued on. I would never have noticed. <laughs> Everyone on the show would be confused. All two listeners. All two. <laughs> uh, well, we had we had. Action. Why are you guys still here? I know, right? Go away. We don't yeah. want you. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like this this episode has like. I don't know why you're still listening to this one. <laughs> listen to the other ones. They're better. Um, yeah, for sure. Listen to episode nine. It's way better. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, hey, that's a, if we, if we use the thought of we usually get better with practice, then yeah. we can. Then we still can't explain why this one, like episode seven was better too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, episode one was great. Go back, listen to episode one. Episode that one was, was fun. It was fun. <laughs> episode two. No, the trolley. Oh, so much fun. Uh, Luke's but favorite experiment. We're going to now get it turned into a reminiscence podcast about our past episodes. But but yeah, so... <laughs> Do that every episode for now on. <laughs> you remember the time we were thinking about how episode two went? That was so Reacting great. Reacting <laughs> to our reactions to our reactions. Yes. YouTube content right there. Um, Gold. Not clickbait. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's such an interesting... like. And that's why it kind of blows my mind, um, especially with computer science. Um, well, in communication, I mean, because it's two sides. It's two sides. It's the same process, but how we approach it, I feel, is very different. Um, when it comes to computer, and I mean, I I took one semester of coding of C, and it was it's gross. It was so gross. Yeah, I had I had to take a term of. I think I took intro to Java. Oh, I've heard Java's better. And see, that's what people told me to take. All my computer science friends are like, you should have done Java. Why did you see first? I'm like, I don't know anything about this. See, I do HTML, which is fake com- coding. All my computer science friends that I went to school with told me that I should have learned C++. Ew. Um, Yuck. No, yeah. no, thank you. Um, why? If you're not going to have a, if you're not going to work in the industry, it's useless. That's um, why they would be telling me that that's what they were going to school. Yeah, for, exactly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm like that's useless information to me, which I can't use. Like, there's no, I guess there's there's small functions I could use that in, and just like productivity stuff, and be like, oh, I'm gonna type this in, and boom, there it goes. Um, but who cares? Um, but see, when communication, so like as so, I'm thinking along this, and I wonder if they brought. I wish I I wish I knew I wish I knew the history of this, of how they solved this problem, um, because let's see, um, let's see let's see what Google has to say. I should, um, and ooh, wait a minute, wait 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 wait, in molecular com- compounds, wait Google's, this is really interesting, huh? Oh, molecular. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, um. So I wonder if they brought communication experts in to to kind of fix this. Um, Who's they? I don't know. People that solved that that created different um, forms of communication between machines. Um, mm. Because, and I wonder. And the the problem though, uh, the issue, the thing I, the reason why I think, in my limited knowledge, it'd be it's a little bit simpler in computer science, especially this. I mean, not necessarily the so the problem of the two generals is not an easy thing to solve because you're talking about... I solved it. What do you mean? I already solved it. I told you, the two generals just need to talk to each other. Stop sending scouts. <laughs> well, it's too dangerous. We can't do it. Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the scouts are doing it. <laughs> scouts are expendable. They have a bunch of them in the back. Uh, there's only two generals. That's what the problem says. 
Um, I wonder because with when it comes to um, when it comes to coding and, and information like that, um, if it, it either I'm, tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to process. I think the thing with communication is that it's um, subjective. When it comes to coding and stuff, it's all objective. Is this thing does this, um, or is this it's this code? It doesn't like if you t- if you try to um, let's say like what I know from C is like calling a function, um, either calls the function or doesn't, or it calls a different function that you because you mistyped it, right? Um, if you change the typing, then it changes it, and it's and it's done, right? It's fixed. Um, but in communication, one word. Every single word is associated with so many emotions um, and so many experiences that it's almost impossible to properly, it, it is impossible to properly communicate what you mean. And that's why, like, as a public speaker, I've had to learn so much of, um, especially when um, I was I was um, doing a workshop the other last month um, and I had to do critiques and apparently the, my brother was watching. He's like, wow. When you started critiquing, I was like, he's like, he said, um, I took that. He's like, you were, I felt you were being way too mean with them. And I was like, really? And this, I was finding all this afterwards. Right. So he's like, yeah, in the beginning. And then that girl who, who he said I was being really mean with, like in part in front of the class, after we were done, thanked me for giving her that critique. And she said it was like really helpful. And he's like, wow. He's like, when I saw that, I was like, wow. I guess I was putting myself in her shoes, <laughs> and, and 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 so that was that was a really interesting thing for me when it comes to communication. It matters who you're talking to. This is why when it comes to politics, why people hate another person It's like they're not talking to you. If they're if they're a good po- if they're a good speaker, um, then they're talking to their audience. They don't care about you because they they know you're not going to vote for them. You're not a swing like the person that I'm talking to. They know you're not going to swing to the other side, and so they ignore you. Um, and, and they're like, that's why you don't understand what they're saying. That's why what they're saying seems wrong and offensive and terrible because they're, they're using words that mean completely different things to you. Um, and that's why it's so important to choose your audience well, and to talk directly to your audience. Um, oh, and blockchain. That's interesting too. I'm just doing some, (laughs) some little things on the side. Also, I actually just learned, okay, so I just saw, I, I, I remembered, I knew I remembered something from that video and I couldn't remember, so I had to find it. Um, the, the way they solve this in, in computer science when it comes to sending information back and forth through the internet um, is by sending um, what's called a knot. And, it, and it's an arbitrary number that um, it's used to decode the information. So if so if you so that way so if you send you so you send the message and the nonce, um, and then that way it's verified on the, on the other side. That's the way they get around it. That's what that's what this says. I remember them saying that. I still don't completely understand it, and I didn't understand it when I actually had an in depth explanation on it, which means I just don't know enough about computer science. But I just wanted to to not leave I that mean- open. I took a I took a course on like cryptography, or that's not fair. I took a course that spent a fair amount of time on cryptography. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand it. Yeah, like I it's a very high level thing. There was a point when like 
I don't even remember the I don't even remember the terminology to explain the ideas that I didn't understand. But um, <laughs> there was a point when after we were taught everything and I had basically passed everything, we were given a project that was meant mm-hmm. to be extra credit that we had to do with partners that involved like decoding something that our professor had provided that he put a lot of work into and mm-hmm. knew that most people wouldn't do. But like I literally he assigned the partners and I literally talked to my partner for like five minutes. And we both agreed that we weren't doing it because we didn't understand cryptography. We we're like this. This would be too oh, hard. No. Like, the, like this would Poor like professor. this would be such a cool thing to do, but like with everything else we have to do, I don't understand cryptography well enough to do this. Yeah, like it's a it's a really it's that's always been an interesting subject to me because it's not something I don't feel like you can intuitively learn. Like a lot of things, like let's say marketing, right? Marketing is something you can look at and go. Oh, I see that. Okay, let me replicate it. Oh, okay, got it. And you can figure it out, right? That's what I did. <laughs> I wish marketing worked like that. What do you mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, I see that. I wish I could do Got it. No, I mean, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Obviously not that fast. Um, but you understand what I mean is that that's a very, it's a soft skill to where you can look at examples and you can imitate them and then you can learn what you're doing as you go, right? I believe that you can do that. Yeah, right? I can't. I believe that you can, though. You can't? Like, you, Luke, you. No, like, what you, marketing what is a systematic, learnable process. And by that, I'm not what? my copywriter. Wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. <laughs> How have we never talked about this? Um... <laughs> What is this? Uh, how is marketing a process? It's not. I mean, I guess it's in a data general, analysis. I guess it's literally I mean, data part analysis. Of, part, that's part of it, though. No, that's like that's marketing. Copywriting is creative and something that I can't replicate, so I have a copywriter. Well, mar- copywriting is a subset of marketing. No, they're, they're different things. I'm saying marketing as a, as a whole, right? Yeah, so there's marketing, the branding, thing. copywriting. Those are all three different things. Oh, okay. Wow, that's okay. That's not. And that, well, hey, look, we're having. <laughs> we're, this is. I'm not going to say this every time we use words in a different way. I'm like, look, this is an example of. Uh, I always see marketing as just the overarching way of promoting business. Like that's what I think. That's what marketing has grown to mean, in the norm. I feel like. In the last three years. You can Google a definition faster. The, well, I'm not going to be Googling a definition. I feel like in the last three years, the uh, the space has made the distinction that I just outlined. Yeah, I think when it comes to industry specific, yes. I think there's definitely specifications. Um, the action or business of promoting or selling products or services, including market research and advertising. So that's the way I typically tend to defi- define it as well. That's when I say marketing is something you could pick up and learn. Um, it's because it's it really is. I I at least I see it as more of a creative talent. I mean, so like the places where I'm really good at at marketing tend to be the places that are like um, optimization. Okay. And like as a concept, as an idea, right? Like, and um, that is data analysis, right? Building protocols, like yeah. um, media buying. Uh, the things that I'm weak at are like copywriting mm-hmm. and like content marketing, right? And the reason that I and we get those as twofold. Mm-hmm. One is like it's creative and like untrackable, unprovable, and unreproducible. Yes, like 
as far as the results, right? Yes. Um, and then the other one Slightly is good. because of those things and the fact I don't like those things, I don't do those and I get weaker <laughs> at that skill. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. And that's that's interesting though because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, where is my strongest suit to marketing? And I think it is content production because that's what I'm best at. It's just yeah, something I understand. And, like, and I, I, maybe that is why I see it as, as marketing is, is something you could pick up and see. Yeah, but um, even to it, like if you get if you get really granular, like there's people who there's businesses that have made their entire thing on like reverse engineering like things that go viral. Right. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to have a systematic process. Yeah. That that's not creative. Right. No. That 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 is not creative. Right. Yeah. And so like everything that I see, like in my mind, creativity. Might be how we discover new things, but it's not how we continue doing them. That's actually that's a really good way of finding it. Yeah, I really so, I really like that. Yeah, like even like the really really good copywriters that I know mm-hmm. have strict processes that they follow. Yeah, and then like a lot of them, like like a rolodex of like, oh, this is your market, this is your industry, this is your company, this is the way you do. This it. is how I'm gonna write it. Yeah, like, yeah, um, and I. I don't understand how they get to that level with words, but I can do that with numbers because <laughs> yeah. words are hard, Luke. Oh, you're just trying to trigger me. Was that on podcast that I said that or was that off podcast? I feel, I thought it was on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that off podcast, but anyway, no, maybe I don't know. I, oh, no, no, no. I said, I said it on podcast. I don't know. I, I forgot. I was going back to go back to where I said that, but, um, Oh, cryptography. That's what we were talking. That's what got us into this in the first place. So that's why I say, like, that's why I, I personally, I, I, was even, I wasn't even making like an interesting point. I was just saying things. I was saying something off off the cuff um, about cryptography being very specific and only learnable. Like I think, like I think there's certain skills where if you if you're not taught that you can't, it'd be re- it's really hard to learn it. Yeah, and that was like so. Same thing with like some calculus. of the words that I was forgetting, are like um. Like open source keys for cryptography have become really important. Mm-hmm. And I know that term. Okay. And in a very vague kind of a sense, I understand what it is, mm-hmm. but not in one where I could describe it in a way that's intelligible. Um okay. cause like I, I learned it at some point and like had to deal with it and like dealt with it. Yeah. And uh basically I came away with from it with only an understanding that like when I enter my credit card information on a website, it's actually pretty protected. Yeah, like, usually. Um, I mean, if it's actually um, if it's a it's a real website and they, they yeah. use twenty yeah Amazon actually protects my stuff. yeah oh yeah because like, if they didn't then we could make a lot of money from suing them. Um, maybe we oh that's another one I figured out too. Like when we use like fifty six bit encryption yeah or two fifty that's not even right it's two fifty six yeah. yeah. Um, and I knew, and I knew that because it's a power of two, but, um, cause yeah, bits binary are always power of two. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But oh, did I make mistakes? like, that's not actually something that we as mathematicians know is hard to crack. We think it's hard, <laughs> but we, we can't, we can't prove that it's a hard system to crack without um, cracking it. So like literally yeah. tomorrow. Somebody could figure out a system for cracking it, and every crypto every form of crypt- cryptography that we use could be useless. Yeah, um, like in a day. 
Right. And then all of a sudden your I'm information sh- wouldn't be safe. Yeah. I'm sure they have backups for that kind of like that I, would be smart to have there different There is a type of cryptography that is proven uncrackable. Really? And it is so inefficient uh, that it's not worth using on a large scale. Oh. Uh, yeah. I learned about that too. I don't know what it is. You don't know not what my specialty. It is. Not my specialty. <laughs> I just learned about it. I remember the I remember being told about it. <laughs> I just love it. Like, yeah, there's this thing that's uncrappable. It's and they, and they just, oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, encryption. So I can't, I can't, I can't carry the burden of proof for the claim I just made. But I'm making the claim anyway. I can. <laughs> um, is it a one-time pad? Yeah, one-time pad. Here it is. I found it. I know what it's called now. <laughs> Maybe, huh? Anyway, uh, oh yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. Um. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, crypto has always always been something interesting to me because it's something we all kind of trust, um, but we have no reason to other than people tell us to trust it. Um, right. I mean, it's like everything else, though. Like, I don't know how my smartphone works. Right. It works. And, like, everything tech-wise, that's how most people look at it. I don't know how it works, but it works, and I don't think about it, so I'm not concerned. <laughs> yeah, and that's – but, I mean, I think it's, it's a little bit higher stakes because beyond just trust, like – I guess you could say we trust our devices because we trust them to work um, regularly. Um, but that's something like we put so like everything, like our our entire um, means of life, you know, into. And we're just like, yeah, I guess so, because it says two fifty six, it must be safe. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just an interesting thing, like how fragile everything actually is. I mean, even just like seeing. Um, I mean, we're filming this so far. Who knows if the virus is going to be anything um, by the time we're done? I mean, <laughs> hopefully, my life got shut down. Yeah, exactly. And have you seen like like stores are empty? Yep. Um, like things we just take for granted, um, normal day to day activities are all gone. Gone. Yep. And and for me, I like this. I feel like I thrive in it because I feel vindicated in my thought processes of like not trusting anything. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this could all go away tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And this well, that's on. funny. I've actually had the thought recently cause I like schools are shut down. Yeah. 90% of my day just opened up. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I told you last week of like how I have so much going on. It's forcing me to be better. Yeah. Now I have time to see if I'm actually better. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so, huh? I mean, if it's been enough time, if it's how I mean, how long how long have you had of like forcing yourself to be better? You think? Um, I started student teaching January sixth. Oh yeah, that's a good two months. Yeah, I think it got really hard about a month ago. Okay. So okay, we'll see. We'll see if a month's enough. Usually yeah, they say yeah. seven weeks, but you know. I mean, for what? For habit building. No. Yeah. I learned that in school. What do you mean? 21 days to build a habit. What? Yeah, I learned that in psychology. I think I've heard... Wait, okay. How long... There I do again. I'm not... Yes, handing you. (laughs) It takes two months. 66 days to be exact. Huh. Who says that? Is it true it takes 21 days to form a habit? Here we go. No, no. Who says the 66 days? Um, it looks like a psychologist. Who is this guy? James Clear. He's a New York Times best, best-selling sal- seller of uh, Atomic Habits. 
he writes Atomic Habits, which is the book that we talked about at our mastermind. Got it. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Doctor Maxwell Maltz is the one who said Twenty One Days, <laughs> and that's I mean that's actually old. So yeah, um, like that- I could I could fully believe some new information. Yeah, what there's he said. articles from a what eleven years ago. It feels weird to see something 11 years old on the internet. You're like, it doesn't exist back then. Um, it's too old. So this is like literally in textbooks, in college, I learned about habit forming. I mean, do you trust? Took, that's why I don't trust it. So, so just let me let me finish. Um, and now I'm Googling it and I'm finding out that the guy who developed that published in 1960. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. Which So this is like something that I've just held and trusted because yeah. I was taught it in school. Well, I mean that's what I mean, that's why you have a bunch of people in this world who believe things because they learned about it in school fifty years ago. And they're like, Yeah, that's just what we heard and like they never changed their opinions. Um but and the the, the it's now outdated because we learn and we grow, which is wonderful. Um Professor Jane Wardle, University College London. Said sixty six days. Yeah, is that is that how long is seven weeks? It's forty nine days. I mean, yeah, I mean you were way closer than what I was taught. Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, actually, like in that sense, I don't believe I have any habits formed just from my own experience of it, mm-hmm. and so that wouldn't be the measurement of like if I'm actually better. It's more like mindset drive. Well, now, yeah, now that I have those are habits like, though. So, okay, okay, okay. Okay, how do you define habits? All right. So here's the thing. I'm drawing, and I'm drawing this from um, a book called, um, is this called Habits? I forget what it's called, um, but it's about habits um, by this doctor, Dr. Someone. I forget their name. I, I'm not good at quoting books. Um, but he, he takes, he goes really far in defining what a habit is, and I'm more conservative than him. He defines everything as a habit. Because everything is is a pattern uh, of like a learned pattern. I'm like, I guess that's true. Because your brain does things efficiently. So if you define a, a habit as something your brain does automatically to save to be efficient, um, I mean, you can't define everything as a habit. I've oh, never done it before. It's not a habit, right? right? It, well, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. So that's why he was he was very liberal with his with his definition of a habit. Um, but most things, I mean, because most processes of what we do like when you sit down okay so when you get so you, you talk about motivation and drive and like focus and all that stuff well where are you trying to focus when you sit down on your computer and try to write well what's the habit that you have when you sit down on your computer and you try to write right that that impacts whether you're going to be focused and motivated or not because you have to unlearn what you do every single time um that you sit down on that computer and try to write so I can agree that like what I'm doing when I sit down to stay focused is a habit. Yeah. I I can't concede that the way I think is a habit. Why not? That's just processes in our brain. It's it's, because it's neurons fire. It's it's path, following pathways. In my mind, a habit is something that's in your control. Um, it's something that you either choose to or not to do, on some level. You can affect the way of think your way of thinking. Like if you have a negative thought, I mean that's what therapy is. Um, I mean, sure, but that that's that's missing the point. That like a so even the way that you define a neural pathway 
is not something that's fundamentally. I can't say, okay, I'm going to develop this neural pathway right, and course. I'm going to use this yeah, pathway. Of course, of course. Like, yeah. The the parts of my thoughts that build how I work mm-hmm. are they seem fundamental, and I can't call something that's fundamental a habit. What do you mean fundamental? I can call the things that it builds a habit. What do you mean fundamental? Those fundamental to what? Um, they seem like fundamental to consciousness. That'd be a good, like okay, like, I can't. Like what? Like, I'm, just, I I'm very change, curious about this. I can way. change certain thought processes. Sure. Um, I can recognize that things aren't sufficient to me. The part of my brain, the mechanism that's doing that recognition, yeah, I don't believe I can change. So kind of like we huh. talked about before, like the, the third party in your subconscious that's sitting back and observing what you're doing. Yeah. The thing that you're talking to. Yeah. The thing that looks like uh, the, the superego. Yeah. If we were Freudian. Yeah. Like the thing that looks at things and says, that's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that thing – I think that thing is fundamental. I think that part of my subconscious is fundamental. And that's the thing that dictates what I do and don't do as far as habit building. This is really interesting. Huh, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't thought about it like that because to me, like, everything I think is a result of a preconceived – I guess, I, guess a ha- I guess a habit is the right word to use it. That's a, I mean, that's the way I, I view it. If I think something, so if you say something to me and I and I have a thought because of that, it's because my brain has been trained to think that, and I can train my brain to think differently. Right? That's right. why. That's why I'm a little. I guess the fundamental. I can't. I guess that's a pers- that's a perspective I think I'd have to learn over time, right? And change the ways I think, because I don't really see it's it's hard for me to think of any of thought processes is fundamental other than like instinct which is something like in your um the the lizard brain right something like that that's i don't as far as i know either you can't really affect or it's very hard to affect huh see in my mind and i could be wrong on this and i i've been well, studying well, how we, we probably for a both while, are but, <laughs> but in in my mind well we're talking about human nature yeah, we are wrong. We are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in my mind, like your instincts almost seem easier to adjust than that third-party mechanism that's observing you. Whoa, that's a bold yeah. claim. I mean, and like I said, I could be wrong, but that's my that's my view on it. Huh. I think the reason why. Oh boy. Um, the reason why. I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical about that is because if you look at the way our brain is formed there's like the part of our brain that's like it's in it's on survival right the little like this the super what they call the lizard brain or right the lizard part of our brain what is, I don't I I went I tried to memorize all the parts of our brain when I was doing psychology and I gave up I was like no I won't I have a terrible I can't remember people's faces and names I'm not going to remember <laughs> medical terms from <laughs> um so, I mean, if I tried, I, I could eventually, but I don't care enough. Um, the reason why is because that, that part is, it's so old. Like, if you think if you think about the way our brains developed, um, is that that, I think, is more fundamental. Is that that's what I call something fundamental. Because it's the very essence of survival. It's the very essence of being alive is is fight, flight, you know, freeze. Like, you know, it's, it's, that's, that is pure survival. Um, 
Then as we look at the more developed parts of our brain, which other animals don't have, that's when we look at, we get more and more into, you know, being human. And of course, when we look at our frontal lobe, you know, we look at, you know, that's where thoughts, as far as, like, thought, that's not the right word. Um, where decision-making, where I think, like, you know, consciousness, if we want to so, say it comes from. So that's why I think that that's a more malleable. So I'm going to challenge you with two ideas. Right. And I think my ideas are self-contradictory. So I'm not okay. saying that I think either of them are right, <laughs> <Okay>. necessarily. <laughs> I'm just going to challenge you with two ideas I had while you were talking. Okay. Um, or they might be self-contradictory. They might be contradictory. They might not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your beginning premise, you're assuming that that third-party me- mechanism that I'm talking to isn't part of the lizard brain. True. But I have no reason to believe that. True. I, As far as I know about about brain study because I, I went down a rabbit hole a long time ago and I was learning psychology and really and tried to learn as much as possible about this um, I have a funny story actually about it but um, <laughs> they'll save for later um, and that's why I'm doubtful as far as I know it doesn't have a lot to play in it it has more to play in the immediate kind of survival things so just I'm hungry I need food like I'm gonna bug you and bug you and bug you right but, but you're you're assuming that like this process isn't that level of fundamental and i don't i don't think this is something that's like a neurobiologist could say i, I okay because when you're dealing with consciousness it's so fundamentally true. different okay true than, yeah i'll concede to that i'll, I'll right. concede to that that's hard like it's impossible to tell my, my other my other pushback would just be that something that i do know that neurobiologists state is that higher brain functions can always override lower brain functions Yes, but it's hard. But they can. Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Sorry, yes, yes. I was. I had to process that for a second to fully understand what that meant. But so, yes. these, so these lower these lower level things, even if what I'm talking to, this third party mechanism that's, I would say, is fundamental to how we think, mm-hmm. even if it's not part of your lizard brain, right. it could still very easily have control over your lizard brain. It could still yeah. change those instinctual habits and i i mean there's examples of this when we train ourselves not to flinch yes we're overriding a fundamental defense mechanism true and to in my opinion foolishly like yeah well i mean that's 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 a bad thing to train yourself not to do yeah but i mean that's basically what what being a soldier is is overriding um is fear like you know but it's not because that's not i mean that's what there's levels of you could argue it's pain avoidance but Flinching isn't right. No, I'm saying I'm not saying it's flinching. Of, I'm I'm just saying in general, like yeah, overriding. It, that's that's not a reaction of fear. That's a reaction. Oh, of, true. That's a reaction of like something's going to hit me, and it's better if it doesn't. Oh, okay, I see. It's more. Uh, yeah, I, I get. I get. Right? I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more in an immediate, uh, like right. Without thinking. So like you can't. Think. I've always argued that like martial artists should flinch hard, like all the time, because they should have trained themselves to avoid things. So much flinch. Like, yeah 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 um, and their flinching should look a little different maybe than most people's right where it's not Controlled just them flinching. trying to move right but like a block and a counter right like, exactly their flinching should hurt people right. like well i mean that's essentially what training is you just do it so much to become muscle memory yeah and, and i guess in a way you could argue muscle memory is almost a part of that of that instinctual part of you like oh, you're like encoding i actually never thought that's about actually, it either I would like to talk more because I've had thoughts on it in the past. I'd like to think it over and talk more on what muscle memory is. 
Yes. Well, as a pianist, um, I mean, I, I've thought about this a lot because when I was first learning piano, um, I was fascinated by the idea that I could not think. Like, I'll doze off and I'll play an entire song without even thinking. Um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've always thought the same thing because in martial arts, you hear all the time, you're not done yet. You're training for muscle memory. Exactly. Yeah. You're training and so you like, can fight If you can't thinking. do it without thinking, then you don't know it. Yes. Like, exactly. But in the moment and, that you try thinking about it and you make start making mistakes, that's when you have muscle memory. Yeah. Or, or maybe you don't make mistakes, but you slow down Yeah, now. you slow down. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because yeah. I know when I, if I try to memorize a piece that I'm playing and I start thinking about what my fingers are doing, I mess up and I can't continue. And I just, that's a, uh, when I don't go to the gym forever and then I go back and I train for a day, Yeah. like there's a few things that I expect and there's a few things I'm always happy when they happen. <laughs> so like I expect that my timing is going to be off for a lot of things. Yeah. I expect that I going to gas out fast. Like I'm not going to have yeah. the cardio for it. Right. right? Uh, the, the happy things that always happen is like things that I didn't know that I remembered how to do happen. Mm-hmm. and when I think my timing should be off, well, my timing is off on some things, but on other things, no, I just arm you. Like, <laughs> uh, and why? Because you gave it to me. Yeah. And without thinking, I took it. Yeah. Like uh, That's cool. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, that, that is actually would be an interesting thing to do more research on and talk about in the future. Yeah, I could see that being a fun episode. It would be a fun episode. Yeah. Oh, why don't we do that then? Yeah. Yeah. Been, this episode's been weird. It's been weird. This has been a weird been episode. Like I think it's the weird... weirdest episode I think we've done. It is. Yeah. I don't know. I, it doesn't, like, structurally on paper, I don't think it's weird. I'm thinking about writing the show notes for this one, and it's going to be hard. <laughs> don't worry about it. We, you, still, you still have, like, four weeks until you <laughs> need to like, write the show notes. Don't worry about this. it. It's Devin's job. <laughs> I was saying, you need, like, you, it's like a month until you need to write the show notes for this. That's time we recording. No, but it's just going to be weird on this one. Right. Like, yeah. It is going to be weird. I don't know. It's okay. I think it's okay to switch things up, make things a little awkward for the in the pursuit I mean, of truth and knowledge and the good of well-being. We, we have to be uncomfortable. It ended up being basically the same topic yes, from a different angle. That was weird. And neither of us had like a massive amount to say on it. Exactly. Yes. I thought I did. So here's the problem. I had so much like – because the problem is this is – my topic is something that's so like I can't stop thinking about ever since I learned about it. But I realize all of those thoughts are just the same thought rotating around. There's nothing new. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. new in my mind. So I thought like I, I genuinely I was like, this is this is transformational. I'm like, oh wait, it's actually really simple. And I just like this, so I think about it a lot. Um, which is good. I mean, it tied in nicely. We, um, you know, happy mistakes, happy mistakes, um, yeah. tied in nicely, but, um, yeah, I think we got to just riff it was kind of fun. We got to riff. You know what? Riffing is fun. That's why I always wanted to play the guitar because I want to riff. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to play the guitar, but never good enough to riff. Yeah, no, I can play five chords. I think I can play. Oh, you can play like 90% of all pop songs. Oh, yeah, I can play most pop songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. the problem is when they throw, they usually throw in like one chord that I can't play. And I'm like, I can't play that. My fingers don't work right. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying to play it's it. like, I can either play the verse or the chorus. Right. Exactly. But usually yeah. not both. Yeah. And never the bridge. Yeah. Like <laughs> any like good song that I actually like usually has a chord in there that I can't play. That's what's funny. Point. If you actually watch like the videos of like the montages of all the different pop songs that are just using the four chords, yeah. you'll see, oh, they're playing the chorus on this one. Oh, they're playing the verse on this one. Oh, they're playing the bridge on this I would, one. 
And it's reality is like the songs don't only use those four chords. Yeah. That's a moment in the song yeah. that uses. Those I would, <laughs> I would like. I bet this exists. There has to be a, a this exists where they take just like like a hundred songs that have the same chord progression, and they just put them like like splice them all, and they make an entire song out of all of those songs in a row. Well, I mean. That's what I was just describing is YouTubers who do that. Oh, there are YouTubers. Oh. But they just play the guitar through all those songs. Oh, oh, that's what you were saying. Okay, I didn't quite grasp what you were, the, the full extent of what you are saying. I swear. You with me now? I'm, I'm with you. There is, okay, I've never identified with a, with a character in a book more. Okay? Never. And it's this a character random. in a book, and it's <laughs> fantasy, right? And, but he, he wakes up every day with different levels of intelligence. Okay. So he like there's there's like he usually sticks around the middle, but he has these these instances of like pure what they call pure intelligence, where there's like literally nothing like it's a maximum using the maximum of the human brain possible, right? Um, and then he has moments of like pure stupidity, right? And he has moments where he's just a little dumb or where he's just a little smart. And ever since I read that character, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a little bit of a dumb day. <laughs> I'm just a little dumb dumb today. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can't like and it becomes self fulfilling right because that's all I can think about I'm like oh I'm gonna be dumb today and then I can't and I'm like oh this is my, what I expect so I'm gonna write a prescription for you Luke stop reading fantasy it's not good for you I can't I'm it's not it's probably not good for me just because like it makes me think of the real world in the in in the sense of a fantasy world like I start to see things I'm like oh yeah like I start to like get into like overlay that fantasy world on the real world um and it just fast forward two years from now you're gonna be taking a samurai sword to a bus (laughs) dude it's not two years from now it's like a month if we're not careful (laughs) you're like "Uh, i did that last week actually what are you saying (laughs) this is actually just a green screen in jail um (laughs) you've been fooled the jail's not the right word like prison padded room yeah true yeah. Are you real? Um, the, Am I real? Yeah. No. Well, how do I know that? You don't. I don't. Yeah, I you're know. you're a brain in a vat. Well, it is. It is interesting though. I I go back. Um, I think we published that episode today, right? We're publishing that episode today that they were recording. The brain in the vat. Yeah. Right. No, that's no. not today. Oh, it's not today. Okay. No. Well, that episode. I was thinking about that a little bit. You wrote the show notes might... about it. Yeah. Wait, was it today or this last week? I that must be episode two. It must because it was an episode three or it was episode one maybe I think it was it was episode one because I just edited go us because, we know because I just edited <laughs> a, a video clip from it but ah. the brain in the bathroom I think about that a lot because people like do something or say something and I'm like well you I have no way to prove that you're real or not so I'm not gonna let it affect me <laughs> that's usually like, like my go-to response <laughs> I'm just like I'm like the, the virus is sweeping across the world I'm just like. I don't know if any of this is real. I can't prove it. So, you know what? Go, I'm not going to Go be listen to episode one. I feel like I changed your mind on that. You so did? Okay. Listen. No, no, okay. Wait, well, what happened was, I, I have a, the video clip is very funny. Um, I'll, I'm, I think I either uploaded it or I'll upload it so you can watch it now. Um, YouTube? No, it's not on YouTube. I uploaded it to our okay. drive so that way you can post oh, okay. it natively. Um, I think I'll post it to our YouTube channel for fun, for funsies. Um, you have a YouTube channel? Yeah. It's, Go uh, us. We're pro. Yeah, no, overthinking on, right on. YouTube um nice but yeah so you what you oh did, yeah i subscribed to that yeah we all yeah remember <laughs> Jeez, Devin, we're both little dum-dums today what's happening 
<laughs> I mean, it's just, it's been so long since they've posted anything new. I haven't seen it in my feed. It's true. It's true because we didn't have a video for last time because I lost my drive. Yay. Um, but now Are you going to put that up now, though? Uh, that you have no, it? why not? I will. Yeah. Um, Spend six hours exporting it and uploading it. Because it's Worth two hours it. long. Worth it. Um, But yeah, so what was I even saying about the fantasy? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I think, I think, do you think it's fair to say we overthought this? I don't know what we overthought. I don't even I know. Think oh, exactly. We overthought everything in general. <laughs> we overthought something. Yeah, we over, yeah. Yeah. We overthought our lives, our throats. I'm so dehydrated. I've been dehydrated for like four days straight. No matter how much water I drink. That's not fair. I don't. I thought you were drinking wine. I finished my wine. How did you finish it? It was so gross. I, I just got, got it down. I do think it would be fun when I visit you to to have to have a, a gross wine thing, like cheap, like two buck chucks. Oh, that'd be fun. Like just get a bunch of two buck chucks and yeah, taste them. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, I also think we got to do that. We got to do a podcast episode live in person with us in the same. It's place. gonna be amazing. Um, I also think we should find a way to do that where we have like a nice steak dinner. Oh yeah! Live oh, well, I'm gonna show. cook for you. I'm gonna take care Yay. of you. Don't... We just gotta put that on the show, like actually. Oh. Be, I think it'd be baller. It would be baller. We get super fancy for a day. Oh, dress up. Yeah. Tuxes. Yeah. Hold on yards. Yeah. That sounds great. Anyway, yeah. So we should probably <laughs> probably end that there. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, so we don't have an outro still, don't we? 